Hello and welcome to the Alberta First podcast. In this podcast, we are going to be talking about the records that Alberta's fiscal budget for 2021 is seeking to break. And we're going to be analyzing this act of war that Trudeau has declared on Alberta through his federal budget. Now, an act of war is a bit of an embellishment, I will admit, but these are both very interesting things and we have to talk about them because they're going to be relevant to Alberta for the rest of this year. And if we're not careful, they will be relevant to us for years to come. So Alberta's record-breaking budget for 2021. Well, Jason Kenney will be running an $18 billion deficit, which is the largest deficit Alberta's ever ran. And Alberta's massive debt which is $95 billion right now, is going to be $118 billion by the end of this year. Our servicing cost, or the interest that we pay on $95 billion, is $2.3 billion a year, which is absolutely brutal. And the third record that this budget is looking to break is the fact that it has within it the largest deficit per capita out of all the Canadian provinces. So... Before we get too deep into that, I do want to bring up this second piece of news from the federal budget, which is that carbon capture projects from oil companies are not entitled to investment tax credits, whereas every other type of company is entitled to investment tax credits. And the only reason that I came across the second piece of news specifically this one little piece out of this massive federal budget is because I was researching Whitecap Energy, which is a publicly traded company based out of Calgary that I'm quite familiar with and I own stocks in them. And I was looking to see if now was a good time to add to my position. And it is, I did end up adding to my position, but what's interesting is that I came across this news article and I'm just gonna take a quote from it here. It's from the Toronto Star. Quote, the CEO of Whitecap Resources says his company is working to expand its ability to capture, store, and use carbon dioxide to enhance oil recovery in spite of Ottawa's decision to exclude such projects from investment tax credits in its recent budget. End quote. So in other words, Whitecap Resources is going to continue investing in its carbon capture project, even though they are excluded from any tax incentives. Okay, now what's interesting about this is that Whitecap Resources is the only energy company in the entire world that is carbon negative. Now this is where I was going with this, is that where's the incentive for Air Canada or Ford or GMC or tell us any company that you can think of that requires energy and emits carbon dioxide, where is their incentive to go green if a green negative emitting company does not receive these subsidies, right? It makes absolutely no sense that Whitecap Resources cannot receive these tax incentives. That's what I meant by subsidies is the tax incentives. It makes no sense Whitecap Resources cannot receive these. Why would Air Canada ever be carbon net negative? Huh? Like, why would they be? Now, so clearly 
This is an outrage and this is why I see this as a direct attack to the Alberta economy because we are mainly an oil economy and oil is the only industry that's excluded from the tax credits. Essentially, Alberta is by default funding these tax credits to other industries. And you just got to think about it for a minute. If the Alberta industry of oil is excluded from tax credits while the rest of the country's industries receive tax credits, we are subsidizing them with the taxes, with the tax credits we didn't get back, right? So we all put in the same amount of taxes. I would argue the energy companies put in more taxes than Air Canada because these airlines are subsidized by the government and oil field isn't. But let's assume that we all put in the same amount of taxes, right? Um, if one party, such as the oil industry, does not receive any refund, but the rest of them do, in effect, that one party that contributed but didn't get back is funding the redistribution of all their contributions to the rest of the other people. Now, my proof comes from a one-minute video clip from Pierre Polyev's YouTube channel and... To spice things up a little bit, I actually uploaded a piece of it to this podcast. Have a listen for yourself. And if I could just conclude, uh, Madam Chair, I just find it very interesting that all the people who want to block our energy sector in Parliament uh, are simultaneously seeking more subsidies for an industry that uses petroleum ex- exclusively petroleum as its energy source. All the people who want to block our energy sector in Parliament uh, are simultaneously seeking more subsidies for an industry that uses petroleum exclusively petroleum as its energy source. Now, the industry that Pierre Polyev is referring to when he's talking about the industry that we subsidize that relies on fossil fuels is the airline industry. Now, the airline industry does nothing but produce carbon emissions. That's literally all they do. They pick you up, they take you to your destination, and they burn fossil fuels the entire time. So where is the social justice? Okay, forget about the fact that it is not economically uh, logical, right? We already went over this. If white cap is a negative emitter and the airline industry is a positive emitter and white cap is being taxed and being excluded from incentives, why would Air Canada want to join them? Why would Air Canada want to stop receiving incentives? Do you understand what I'm getting at now? But leave that aside, where's the social justice in taking from a party that is a negative carbon emitter and giving their wealth to a positive carbon emitter? There's no social justice there. And like I was saying, there's no economic logic. The only way Justin Trudeau is able to pull this stunt off is by saying that we are the bad guys. It's because if we're the bad guys, It's easy to pick a fight with us. And as a matter of fact, it's beneficial because by default, if you're fighting the bad guy, you're the hero. So Justin Trudeau can now never say anything positive about Alberta or give us any credit for what we do for this country. Because if he did, he would be raising us up to the level of heroism and he would be degrading himself to villainy. The other reason is that if he gives us the credit 
for going green? Where's the credit for himself, right? Where is the credit that Justin Trudeau can take if it's Alberta that's, that's providing these green subsidies? There is absolutely no credit left for Trudeau if we're the ones that are providing the green subsidies. So he can never acknowledge any of these things for many reasons. And these reasons are actually very good reasons that we don't want to be a part of Canada. Now, I'm going to continue to attack the airline industry here because it's only fair to fire some shots back at the East Coast. Why don't we start with Bombardier, okay? They have sucked like a black hole $4 billion of public funds and subsidies. And their stock, where they're a publicly traded company, their stock peaked at $6 in 2018. And since then, it's lost 95% of its value. So that $4 billion in public funds that they received, just minus 95% of $4 billion from that. That was our investment. That's what happened there. Thank you, Quebec. Now, it hit a low of $0.30. Cents. What mesmerizes me is that from its low of $0.30 cents in one year, not even, I think it's been, I think it took nine months, nine months for Pombarge to go from $0.30 cents to $0.90. Cents. I believe it closed at $0.96 cents last month in April. That's over a 300% increase. What has Bombardier done for Canada that they deserve a 300% increase in their share price? They've created unproductive jobs that were dependent on taxpayers' dollars. And they actually did worse, I would dare to say, they did worse than create unproductive jobs with taxpayer dollars. And I say this because when you take into account for the limited time that they were making money, it was due to subsidy. But for the last four years, four consecutive years, they've been losing money. And if your business model is losing money by being productive, you are producing a negative value. And let me explain how this negative value drastically impacts the international community. So not just Alberta, but it affects everybody. Producing negative value is worse than being unproductive because now you are misallocating resources trying to be productive, okay? So when Bombardier produces airplanes, which is what they do, they have to buy the raw material. So first of all, who mines this raw material? I can guarantee you that they're not carbon neutral or carbon negative. The second thing that I wanna talk about this material is that Bombardier buys tons of it at a time. So when you buy tons of material, to build fancy airplanes and high-tech airplanes, you are artificially driving up the demand when you are a buyer that's subsidized. So when you're a buyer that's subsidized, you artificially drive up the demand for these materials because you shouldn't be in existence. You should not be there to buy these materials. Your demand for them should not exist. So the demand that you have is artificial. Right, The minute Bombardier stops receiving subsidies, their demand for any of these things is done. It goes away. So their demand increases the price, increases the value of the limited supply of these materials. And the consequence of that is that the competitors of Bombardier have to pay more for their materials because they're all buying the same materials. If Bombardier wasn't there, their competitors would be able to bid lower 
right? They wouldn't have to compete against Bombardier for this, these materials. And we would all have cheaper airplanes and cheaper flights as a result. So this is what corporate welfare does to a country. And it is absolutely unacceptable that the East takes our resources and then inflates artificially the demand for other resources and then creates a more expensive travel experience for us Albertans. That's not fair. That's not acceptable. And I do not agree. Air Transat. Let's move on to Air Transat, shall we? And TransCanada. <clears throat> Air Transat has agreed to be bought by Air Canada, but before they are purchased by Air Canada, Ottawa is bailing both of these companies out, which is ridiculous. Why would you bail them out if they've already got a deal to merge together, right? $700 million bailout for Air Transat, which started out as $100 million in wage subsidies and $400 million for Air Canada in wage subsidies, which then ballooned to $5.9 billion in aid, right? Now, what makes this disgusting is that Air Transat is being bought out by Air Canada for $200 million. Why are they being bought out by two, for $200 million, but they're receiving $700 million in subsidies? That doesn't make any sense. Their subsidies, they're getting in subsidies over three times what they're being sold for. So if their worth is only $200 million and three times $200 million is $600 million, why the hell are they getting $700 million? That's well over three times their value. Now, these are all shady practices very shady and they should not be allowed to continue. Not to mention all three of these companies are total, total carbon emitters. So why is Justin Trudeau trying so hard to keep these companies alive? It's because their jobs are important. But why are our jobs in Alberta that also maybe emit carbon? Why are they not important? Why are they bad? That makes absolutely no sense. No one can deny that the pandemic has been devastating for the airline industry. However, in 2019, just before the pandemic, Air Canada generated record operating revenues of more than $19 billion. And they had recorded $8 billion in cash by the end of 2020, right when the pandemic hit. So why did this company flush with dinero, flush with cash, why did they get subsidized? Why did they get bailed out by Canada? Now, here's what's dangerous. If Ottawa has the power to keep companies afloat, they also have the power to destroy companies that are barely making it. And this is what's dangerous is that the government will abuse this power. As you can see, they were more than willing to let Albertan oil fields die. Now I'd like to transition back to Alberta by talking about Calgary-based airliner WestJet. They are the second largest airliner in Canada and they're second to Air Canada and Air Transat happens to be the third largest. So what is happening when Air Canada and Air Transat merge and they are bailed out by the government, we are forming a David versus Goliath scenario where WestJet is the David and the Goliath is now Air Canada. 
Air Canada, as part of the $5.9 billion aid package, is actually selling shares to Ottawa. Now, it's a little bit different from David versus Goliath because in this case, the government took from David and gave to Goliath and made Goliath even bigger, right? Whereas Goliath was actually on his knees at some point, bleeding, about to die of exhaustion or lack of blood, who knows? And I'm talking about the position Air Canada was in before they got bailed out, right? So this pandemic, because of the Ottawa restrictions and regulations, Air Canada, I believe, was losing $400 million a day. So they were very quickly running out of their money. But oil fields, oil companies were also losing millions of dollars a day when oil was negative. And Justin Trudeau didn't help them out. He only helped the airlines out. And only Air Canada, WestJet, was not losing that much money every day. That's absolutely brutal. So the problem here is, is that WestJet, they were fiscally responsible and they paid their taxes. And when they had to lay off people, they laid off people and they want unemployment insurance. Why didn't Air Canada do the same thing? They were over leveraged. WestJet should now be the largest airliner in Canada. Alberta should have the largest airliner in Canada. But Justin Trudeau made sure that that was impossible. And when he gave Ottawa, when he bought shares from Air Canada and gave them to Ottawa, he made sure that future prime ministers, even conservative ones, had incentive to make sure that Air Canada stayed and remained the largest airliner in Canada. He has now given the government more motive than they've ever needed to make sure Air Canada has a monopoly over the airline industry. The federal government taxes corporations 15%, whereas the provincial government of Alberta only taxes corporations 8%. So 15% is almost twice as much as 8%, which is quite a lot. And if we were ever independent, I'd like to point out we do produce our own jet fuel. And I'd like to say that if WestJet wasn't paying a 15% corporate tax, we would have the cheapest tickets for flying in North America and we would very soon by ourselves become the largest airliner in Canada. However, I'm afraid with these deficits Jason Kenney is deciding to run, we will never be able to be independent if we don't push for independence soon. And what I mean by that is our corporate tax rate of 8% will very quickly have to be raised to probably 12 to 15% if we keep running these deficits. Like I said, our 2021 budget is record breaking and it breaks three records. The first is the deficit that it runs, $18 billion. We've never ran that deficit. The second record it breaks is the $118 billion net debt Alberta is going to have at the end of this year. And the third record it breaks is the fact that it is the largest deficit in Canada per capita. <clears throat> so I'd just like to end the podcast by saying Jason Kenney was elected to do four things. Number one, reduce our debt. Number two, defend Alberta's oil field. Number three, hold some kind of referendum. And number four, reduce taxes. He's only done one of those things, which is reduce taxes. And his referendum was supposed to be held 
this October. And we'll see if it's held on October. I highly doubt it will be held in October. And the taxes that he's reduced, he will have to reverse that very quickly. There's no way Jason Kenney's going to get away with this. He probably isn't going to win the next election simply because the last two premiers were voted out of office for doing exactly what Jason Kenney is doing. Alison Redford was voted out because she spent $8 billion more than she should have. And she racked up our debt from zero to $8 billion. Then we voted in Rachel Notley. And Rachel Notley added $71 billion to our $8 billion debt. Bringing us all the way to $80 billion. And now Jason Kenney has taken that $85 billion, if you add in the servicing costs, that $80 billion Rachel left us with, went all the way up to $85 with the interest. Jason Kenney took that $85 billion debt and now made it $95 billion, projected to be $118 billion. Things are not looking good, and we're going to soon lose all the advantages we have if we don't start fixing things.